Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. Merry Christmas. Yes, yes, definitely Merry Christmas. And we have a gift for you this time. We are going to give you seven ideas that are going to help you have a positive self-image. These are actionable things that you can do. Each one of these is a thing that you can implement right away as we're looking at how are we going to change our actions for this coming year. These are things that you can take and habits that you can put into place. You know what I like about this? Everybody out there can think of us as Santa Claus or maybe the Hanukkah fairy, uh, whatever. Whoever brings your gift, that's us. Number one, seek support. We're not an island. You can't do this job alone. The human life is meant to be lived in community. We're not meant to be out there doing this all alone. We need support from one another. When you're going through tough times, the best thing that you can do is reach out to other people. That's right. So this is your first gift. It's going to help you improve your self-image. Maybe you think your self-image is okay now. Maybe you think it needs a lot of improvement. Either way, talk to friends. Talk to family. I, I talk to a professional. Seek support. You may have it all together. Maybe. But probably not. There might be some spots in there that you know need some strengthening. You may not have it together at all. There may be a lot of spots that need strengthening. Seeking support is critical no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing. But I also want to caution you. A lot of times you can seek support and not get the information that would be helpful to you. I can give you a great example of that. When I started my business, a lot of people said, well, that'll never work. Those kinds of things certainly are, you're going to get that. But seek support. Look for the positive. Where are you at it? And what are, what's going to help your self-image? That's what we're looking for. You want to build yourself a team of cheerleaders. Yes. That are going to support you in where you need to be going. Not a team of people that are yelling at you and, and throwing negative comments your way. And when you're... Having the most difficult time can be the hardest time to reach out because you're feeling down on yourself. And that's the time you need to remind yourself the most that you can't do this on your own. I've had that. I know at times where, because I'm a little more introverted than you are, when I'm doing really tough, my number one reaction is that I want to close the door and say, I'm just going to stay at home and never see another person And because I don't want to go out because I feel like that could make things worse. You want a cocoon. That's exactly right. Yeah. And you are the person that says, and you will notice this if I start to do this, and you'll say, it's time to come over. Oh, we need you for this X or Y or Z. Yes, and then I'll do. come over in a little bit of time spent Hanging out with you will pull me out of whatever the difficult thing is. And I'll tell the story of, oh, I had this rough thing go on at work. And we feel a little better. I feel a little better when I go back. You know yourself 
in your circle of friends, you know who's positive, who's going to give you positive feedback. You know who's there, who's compassionate, who's going to listen without giving you feedback. Number two, find three things every day to be thankful for. Find three concrete things that you say, I'm really grateful for this. You know, I did one this morning. I, this morning I was, before I got up, I just spent a a moment in bed and I was just listening to the environment around. And I heard that just the, the quiet hum of the refrigerator. And I thought to myself, you know, it hasn't been that long in the history of humanity that we've had refrigerators. And I had a moment where I just thought, you know, I'm just really grateful. I, I always take it for granted that I have a refrigerator, but I'm just really grateful that we have refrigerators. Well, I agree with you. I think refrigerators are cool. <laughs> they sure are. And as far as the hum goes, I usually like to pick up the high harmony. <laughs> There's all kinds of things we can be grateful for. Uh, Particularly, we want to find the relationships that are important. Or we want to find the things that you don't think about very often. And the more that you key in on those. I sometimes will imagine, you know, what if you were in a movie like... Oh, I, I sometimes think at Christmas time, Die Hard is a movie. You, that's probably past your time. You didn't really ever watch Die Hard. Correct. But Die Hard, in that movie... The main character, Bruce Willis, is all of a sudden finds himself trapped in this building with terrorists. And he thinks, boy, I just wish that I could be back to normal life. We are right now in normal life. There's all kinds of bad things that could have happened and didn't. And you think, I'm really glad that I don't have to deal with all kinds of bad things that could happen. When you take a moment and reflect on that, I'm so grateful that I still have the use of my legs, full use of my legs. I don't have to navigate a wheelchair every single day. I stop and take a moment, and I'm grateful for that. You talk about looking at what's bad in your life. 90% of what we worry about doesn't come true. So if you worry about something and it doesn't come true, you suffer for no reason at all. If you worry and it does come true, you suffer twice. So what's the point? So continue to focus on the positive. You know, when you go out downtown somewhere, you see all of the stores have signs up and you turn on the TV and there's commercials of things reminding you all the time of what you don't have. But no one makes a commercial for what you do have. Be that commercial for yourself. We experienced that about a month ago at Thanksgiving when we said, what are we thankful for? We should be doing that every day. There is something to think about that's positive in your life. No matter what situation you're in, there is a positive. Number three, be on your own team. When you're on your own team, you are going to take feedback much differently and you're going to accept compliments much differently than when you're being self-critical all the time. Now, there's a place for that when we're trying to improve that you want to look at the negative things that you're doing. But you need to be able to turn that off and decide once you're done with that, you move on and in the rest of your life, 
be on your own team. Don't be so negative and down on yourself all the time about what you're not doing right. If you were on somebody else's team, you would be looking at all the positive things, all the accomplishments that they've had. And yet so often we don't do that for ourselves. We need to be able to turn off the time where we say, here's all the things I'm doing wrong. And just look at what you're doing right. Number four. Now we're moving on to practical things with the more of the physical. And this one is take care of your physical health. When you don't take care of your physical health, the things that are creating problems for you are bringing you down. So if you're not, say you don't exercise at all, you don't exercise at all, that, that can continue to add weight. Uh, it can continue to... <laughs> literally. Make, yes, right. Yes, literally. And it, and it can continue to make your muscles weaker, things like that. So doing some physical exercise makes a difference. Now, I would suggest if you're not doing any physical exercise now, don't try to overextend in the beginning because you'll just get discouraged and you won't make it. Start with walking to the corner. and When I first started running, I started running. We lived in the middle of the block, and I went out that first time. I had running shoes. Can you imagine? I was all <laughs> set, ready to go. And I went from our driveway to the end of the block. And I did that for probably four or five times before I finally made it around the corner to the next street. Eventually, I kept doing that until I could run around the entire block. And then eventually, I would could run a quarter mile, then a half mile, a little at a time. I'm not suggesting you go out running, but I'm suggesting whatever you do, Start small and don't push yourself to the point of discouragement and despair. Just work with it. Stay with it. And there's a lot of other things you can do about your physical health as well. Don't ignore things if you think this is something that could be serious. I need to go to the doctor. Well, I don't need to do that. Yes, you do. It is. If you catch it early, sometimes it really makes a difference. I work for an insurance company where we will reward people that are on our insurance for going to their annual physical. No, we're an insurance company. We don't like to pay money. That's the whole point of a business is you don't want to pay unnecessary money. Why would an insurance company pay people money to go to their annual physical? It's because when you look at the numbers, you find out that it is much more affordable to give people a reward like a gift card or some other reward in order to do the things that are going to catch those early than it is to not go to the doctor and then discover six months or a year later that you've got a problem that could have been easily treated and now it's hundreds of thousands of dollars or even millions of dollars. Go to the doctor when you need to. Get that physical. Do that exercise. Do the things you need to do to take care of your physical self. Number five, 
Let's talk about also taking care of your mental health. We're talking about maybe meditation, mindfulness. Now, I started doing this recently. I discovered, I know I just came off of a very difficult season uh, in sales where I'm doing all of my sales right now and I had to work very long days. It's like tax season for a tax preparer. Uh, I had to work very long days and it really got to me at one point. And I said, I need to do something more than what I'm doing right now. So I found somebody locally that can help me implement some mindfulness techniques. And we met together. We just did a little Zoom meeting and she gave me a few techniques that I can do and one that really surprised me. And I was surprised how much this got me through those last few weeks of, of sales when things were difficult. She said she called it the five, four, three, two, one method. Take a moment, and this only takes you, it's, a, it's about 30 seconds to do. Stop right where you are and look at five things. Point out five things to yourself. Okay, I can see the table in front of me. I can see this piece of paper. I can see the microphone. I can see the pen. I can see you. What am I at? One, two, three, three four, five. Five things, and just so that grounds yourself in where you are right now. Five things, and then four things that you can feel. Right now, I can feel this sweater that I'm wearing. I'm touching the table. I can feel the table. I can feel the chair under me, and I can feel my socks right now and how my socks feel. That's one more thing that grounds me in this space. And then three things that you can hear. And then two things that you can smell. And then one thing that you can taste. Maybe, you know, that we don't normally think about. What am I tasting right now? But you do those five things and it grounds you in your senses and it brings you back out of your mental space where you've been floating this way and drifting that way and all of the things that get you down and all of a sudden you remember I'm here in this physical concrete space and it just grounds you. Well, it's nice to know that you can feel your socks because you're stocking up. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing you can do with mindfulness or meditation is just stop and take some deep breaths. You just stop and you breathe in. One, two, three, four, and then you hold it for four seconds. And then you breathe out for six seconds. This is the one that I typically do. Others will do different ways. If you do that, I, I, I once was asking someone, a professional, how many times do you have to do that? 10 deep breaths or, you know, do that for a minute or two minutes? And she said, just one time. If you even do that one single time, it sends a message to your brain that, hey, I'm safe. I'm, everything is okay and I can settle down. I don't need to be in the state of worry and anxiety. Of course, if you do more times, it's just going to give your brain even more. But if you're feeling anxious, just take one moment, do a deep breath, and it's going to do a little reset. Other things could be things like meditation. Prayer is a form of meditation. And sometimes People, I, I see this on television a lot where a, a person has died and then in the television show, they'll have that person appear and speak to you and you speak back to them. And that's another type of 
really connecting with somebody from the past, somebody you expect, something you, somebody you listen to, somebody you admire. Again, that's another form of meditation. I've heard it said that when people die, they die twice. They die and their physical self is gone. And they die again when the last person alive thinks about them. And that's when they're a dead a second time. So they're still there for you. They're still in your mind. They're still around. Another form of meditation. I sometimes will journal as a form of meditation. And I go through cycles where I'll do more of this or less of this. And one particularly uh, good way of journaling that I found is that I will write a letter. Uh, sometimes I've done this as a letter to God, or I've done this as a letter to uh, a theoretical mentor, or a letter to someone else. And then I will write back a response from whoever I'm writing to of what I think they would say to me. And oftentimes, I will find wisdom in there in what I'm writing back that I wouldn't have thought of on my own. So there's a lot of different ways that you can find to get outside of those buzzing, buzzing thoughts and ground yourself and come back. Number six, cultivate hobbies or interests. I happened to read an article just recently suggesting that what we call hobbies should really be broad-based. There's a lot of things we do that really could be considered hobbies. For example, uh, now that I'm retired, I do a lot of volunteer work. It's kind of a hobby for me. In reality, it's also very rewarding. And you get to socialize with other people. You make new friends. You do things that you feel good about. It gives you another sense of self-worth to do that. For me, there are so many ways that you can develop other interests. Maybe you've always wanted to play the piano or a guitar or something. There is no age where you say, I can't do that anymore. Of course you can. Why not? I'm 80 years old. If I decided I wanted to learn to play the piano, I would do it. Several years ago, I went to a weekend retreat for people in full-time ministry. And there was a, a person there that was running the weekend retreat that brought up a dinner conversation. Was We all would come together. And he asked, what do you do for your hobby? What kind of hobby do you have? And we all went around and talked about some things that we do. And then he pointed out, he said, a lot of the people that come here for these weekend retreats, they're so all in on their ministry and what they're doing to help people that they forget to take time for hobbies. And the people that we discover that are most burned out are the people that are no longer doing anything. So when you're feeling burned out, find something else that you can do that's unrelated to your profession, that's unrelated to the main thrust of what you're doing, and make sure that you can unplug and do something that you find fun. It's almost three years ago now that we came up with the idea of creating this podcast. For a year and a half, we spent that time developing the style, developing the co podcast concept, purchasing the equipment, and doing experimental podcasts that we haven't 
placed out here yet because we don't think you'd like to hear them. <laughs> we we learned to do that by through practice and a lot of other things, but it also has become a hobby for us. It's become something that we care about. It's become something that has taken our mind off of things that have really cluttered our life and allowed us to not only uh, get engaged in what we are doing, but also to embrace other concepts and other ideas and move out and share with those of you who are in situations similar to us. And it has been wonderful. This, this hobby, if we want to call it that, has really become something that has made a big difference in my life as a retired person. It, it's something that motivates me. It's something I look forward to doing. And it makes a big difference to me. How do you feel about it? This has been really life-transforming in so many different ways. The fact that you and I do this together every week, it's a point for us to connect with one another. And the the um, positive uh, contribution that we've been able to, to have to the world. And for me, working a full-time job, it's nice to be able to get outside of that and have conversations about other things that matter. So if you have an idea for something out there, it they call it a hobby. Maybe your hobby would be you decide you're going to train horses, or your hobby is painting, or your hobby is something that people think of normally as a hobby, such as uh, learning um, ham radio or cooking. There are so many things you could do, but then there are things that we don't normally think of as hobbies that are like that. As I mentioned, for example, the community service. Those types of things make a difference. So I'm going to ask you to look for that. Maybe one of you might even become a frogman. (laughs) (laughs) When you're feeling really down or you're having difficulty keeping a positive self-image, you can sometimes feel like this sort of wasteful to pursue a hobby. Far from it. Far from it. It is one of the most important things you can do is pick something that doesn't have a lot of extra pressure placed on you Mm -hmm. and where you don't have to perform. You don't have to do it perfect. Maybe you like building a model ship in a bottle. Great. Go ahead and throw yourself into that. Carve out time where you can do something that brings you joy. But decide what that is and make sure that you have time that you can do it. Or maybe you don't decide what that is. Maybe it just comes upon you by itself. You discover something and think, I really like that. I want to do more of that. Number seven, say no. Yes, of course. There's a lot of times where, especially if you are the kind of person that you don't want to let somebody down, you say yes to everything. And there's a time where that can be okay, but then all of a sudden you find that you have said yes to too many things and they're not bringing life to you. They're not making you feel better. You're feeling obligated for things that bring no joy to you. There's a time where you just need to say no. Maybe 
there's there's a time at work where they say we really need you right now and you say you know what as a part of the team i'm i'm gonna give a little more here right now but then it crosses the line where you're giving a little more to work but you're taking a little more away from your life and you have to say no i don't think that this is what i value in my life right now and i need to step back from this and set a healthier boundary I'm going to say no right now. I'm not going to work those 80 hours of overtime that you want me to do right now. I'm going to set healthy boundaries and spend the part of my life doing things that makes me enjoy what I do and who I am. That makes sense to me. Now, are we making more sense to you? Listen to our podcast because we got some other really cool stuff coming up. If you like what you hear, We'd like to ask you to share this with one other person. We will see you next week. It will be New Year's Day. And we're going to be here. We'll see you Monday. (laughs) 